Arrow? Am I saying that right? You're absolutely saying it right, sir. How are you doing today? Fabulous. Living the dream. Absolutely you are. You're my Bob Dylan because I've been with you since episode number one. You have, I've grown up around you and you've been a part of my family and lifestyle, but I still have to ask the question, why aren't people pawning more than they are selling? Because I was a guy in Montana that pawned everything. Well, we found out really quick when we first started filming the show that no one wants to be filmed when they're pawning their stuff. Okay. <laughs> that simple, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's plain and simple. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, what you guys are doing on Pawn Stars Do America, this to me, you're coming out to us, which is like, oh my God, we get to really see who you are. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm actually real and everything like that. You know, it, but it's really fun. I mean, because uh, I get to see a lot of stuff that would never come to Vegas mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I, so I mean, like, and people are like lined up with stuff. So it's really, really cool. I mean, like 80% of it is like pretty bad, but, uh, another 10 or 20% is really good. So, uh, it's been fun and, um, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm going to do it again, but like we just signed for, uh, a season of regular Pawn Stars in Vegas. So maybe I think it maybe we'll be switching back and forth over the years as long as they still have me. But apparently on the TV TV show that goes on forever. Was this inspired by your journey, to, you know, like going up into North Dakota and stuff? Because I thought that was one of my favorite times of, of watching you the way that you went up there on the on the cycle. I mean, you fell in love with that cycle. Well, I mean, no, I mean, like I've done that my whole life. I mean, like uh Unfortunately, I worked, I mean, I worked all summer long, but usually during the summer, I'll take one or two 1500 mile trips on my motorcycle. I still do that. Uh, and it's funny because I, I just pull the woods and, you know, pull out my hammock and go to bed in the middle of the night. And like people pull up and like, you can't camp here. They go like, are you Rick from Pawn Stars? <laughs> 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 no, but I still do. I still do that. I, I, I there's nothing uh, like ride the motorcycle cross-country i absolutely love it as you're going across the country have you noticed that the different regions are are hoarding things that in, in that that are different because here in the south man I'll, I'll sell you a washing machine i'll bring one over to you um <laughs> um different parts of the country have different stuff you know what i mean uh apparently everybody in kentucky has something amazing that's bourbon um and uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I filmed in Detroit and I, it was just all car stuff. So, but yeah, it's regionally, it's a little bit different, but, uh, you kind of get shocked on the weird stuff you see. When you went into Texas and you came face to face with that 68 Buick. Oh my God, dude, you, you like cars. Oh, I, I have an addiction to cars. I mean, I, I, there's, there's therapy for it, but I won't go. (laughs) Uh, um, no, I mean, I mean, I have 29 registered vehicles. Uh, I just, uh, there, there is something about cars. I mean, um, you know, older, I mean, modern looking cars are, yeah, but like older car, I mean, they were literally, you know, the automakers, you know, fought over the best designers. And then you, you take a designer and then you had to have engineers. It's the mechanics, it's the engineering, it's the style and everything that wrapped up into a beautiful piece of art that you could drive. That and guitars. Um, I can't drive a guitar. I got <laughs> chubby. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've tried to learn how to play a guitar. It's just never going to happen to me, so I'm going to stick to the cars. <laughs> how do you put up with someone like Chumley? Because, I mean, Chumley seems to be that one little co-worker that we all have. We just kind of give them the look, and then you, you try to straighten them out, but they, they, it's just not going to go right. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, he's been my burden for, like, 30 years, so uh, I love him to death. Uh, I treat him like a son, and, like, um, I don't know. I just I, like 30 years ago, I just sort of got, he just, 
got stuck on me like yeah. something on my shoe and like couldn't get it off and like uh like i said i love him to death and uh he, he's the funniest person he's one of the funniest people on television i mean yeah. like the stuff that comes out of his mouth is just shockingly funny sometimes you just never see it coming. I, I just watched one of the rewinds because it, Pawn Stars is everywhere anymore. And you can go all the way back to the beginning seasons. I saw the one that, that where he was you know trying to buy paintings. And then you taught him how you know what to look for and stuff. And then you put him through a test. I love that kind of stuff about you, Rick, because that shows leadership. Well, I mean, the other thing about my show is, I mean, like, uh, I, you know, I'm real proud of it. I mean, a bunch of, you know, uh, I meet parents all the time. They tell me about how it's the only show they can one of the few shows they can watch with their kids. And uh, you actually learn something on my show. Um, and I've always said like, you know, it's like laugh and learn TV. I kind of invented it, you know what I mean? And uh, uh, that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. I mean, like uh, it's one of the last family shows left on television. I'm a show prep freak. I don't know how you can just pull this stuff out of, out of your mind when it comes a book comes in and all of a sudden you're giving me a history lesson. And the thing is in school, I would have, I would have tuned out, but when you're talking, I don't tune out. Uh, well, you know, the reason I know all this stuff is because I know nothing about popular culture. I mean, <laughs> literally, you said Kim Kardashian right next to me, and I have no idea who it was. Uh, I, you know, I listen to old music and I uh, uh, read books every night. I don't, you know, kind of a bad thing to say for a guy who's been on television for so long, but I don't watch television. I just read at night and I just read bizarro, weird statement. I, I read books on material sciences. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's kind of nerdy, but I do it. Yeah, but yeah, but that's what we love about you. You are a nerd because you're in that you're in that pawn store, and it's it's like, oh my god, this guy is is with everybody. And I think that's one of the things I learned during the pandemic is that no matter what was going on in the world, I had pawn stars, and you guys were always with people having conversations. Um, yeah, and it's also the way we filmed the show. I mean, we filmed the show so we could turn it in at any time and just start watching it. It's cut for television. And like I said, it's one of the last family shows on television. Yeah. So the, the gold and silver pawn shop, everybody that's been in my neighborhood has been there and in Vegas. It's such a mile marker right now. And I mean, that's got to be fascinating for you. Did you think it was going to grow that big? Um, no, 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 I'm, no. I'm, Literally, for back, lack of a better term, I was like a media whore, and every time I got like national <laughs> press, it was good for business. So I was, like, you know, hey, if I get this, if I get this, uh, like a reality show, I get a season or two, it'll be good for business. I never thought it'd be on in 150 countries, 38 languages. I mean, I averaged two thousand, two thousand people a day in the pawn shop. Yep. I mean, it's the number one non-gaming tourist attraction in Las Vegas. Wow, wow. You're heading into, on, on the Pawn Stars Do America, I mean, you have Tampa, Boston, Detroit, Phoenix. I mean, you're going to some real hot spots in America. Uh, yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I think I'm doing um, 160 nights in hotels this year. God. <laughs> <laughs> Those moments where you you kind of just uh, when some when you can't make a deal, I think is one of the greatest examples of the pregnant pause because a lot of people don't believe in that. But when you're making that deal and you give us as viewers that pause, oh my god, that is so intense. <laughs> I don't mean just part of my job. It's just what I did my whole life. I mean, but you know, I mean, it's like if the deal's right, the deal's right. If the deal's not right, the deal's not right. And I just walk away and. Uh, you know, that's another thing I've always taught about my show. I've been talking about my show. I mean, this is how business works. I mean, this is reality. I mean, it's, uh, we can't make it, you know, maybe so. I mean, I love it all the time. Well, someone offered, else offered me that. I'm well, like, well, go take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where along the line did Big Hoss drop Big Hoss? Because, I mean, you go back to the beginning episodes, and that's, that's, all, that's how we knew him. 
Um, yeah, I know. Uh, he got the lap band surgery and uh, started working out a lot and uh, got skinny all of a sudden. Yeah. And he's going to bring another boat to you because he likes buying boats. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The boats are a giant hole in the water you throw money into. <laughs> Dude, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. All right. Thanks for having me, Ben. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? Thank you. All right. Same to you.